Hello, casters, listeners, newbies, and that one guy who only listens because he knows Austin. Welcome to God's Man. Be prepared to be encouraged and uplifted as Austin takes a look at biblical principles that practically apply to your everyday life and relationship with God. Gentlemen, please welcome Austin Keller. Praise the Lord, brothers. This is Season 3, Episode 1, titled, When the World Agrees, recorded May 10th. 2020. This was actually written back in December 5th uh, of 2019, but so much has happened and uh, I had to do a little bit of updating on it, but uh, let's go ahead and get started. It has been a long time, hasn't it? Wow, this has been a crazy set of events that have taken place so far. So let me ask you a question. How is your new year resolution going? (laughs) I know for me, I have been so busy working on all kinds of different projects. We have a remodeling project that I'm doing at home. I'm now working at home because of the coronavirus. And then also, my wife and I, we actually started a virtual Bible study. We do that online. It's called VBS, like Vacation Bible School, but we changed that to Virtual Bible Study at the family table. So if you want to, feel free to check us out on Facebook or on YouTube. Just search for VBS at the family table. We would love to have you join. So many people destined to do great things with the new year. About this time, unfortunately, and probably even earlier than now, many have already stopped trying their New Year's resolution. (laughs) I believe we all should push ourselves to be a better person in some way. There are, however, sadly, forces out there that seek to take advantage of us, to take advantage of you. And these forces are great at persuading you to fail, even though you know it's wrong. The next thing you know, you're caught up in something you later regret. And then you got to start all over. And unfortunately, people try to wait until a new year to start something all over again. You don't need to wait, but let's just continue on. This episode is here to encourage you to better yourself and to keep an eye on the changes that can ruin your walk with God. So anyone that listens to my podcast here, do you do any social networking? You know, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Snapchat. Does anybody out there still have a Facebook How about everyone's connected accounts? (laughs) That was a big thing back when I was a youth. These social network sites do help people stay connected. Overall, I feel that the intention was to help physically distant relationships maintain contact. Now, especially more than ever, we are experiencing social distancing. So this is a great avenue to be able to keep in contact with friends and family. Also, you can share your story with the whole world, and you can use your right to freedom of speech. And there's nothing wrong with any of this at all. However, there are some warnings and some things that you should be aware of. See, as technology has become greater, information has become more accessible, not only do we learn what scholars, professors, and doctors think about various topics, But we also learn what our family members, friends, neighbors, enemies, well, anyone out there, what they think about any kind of various topic. Take the topic 
love of dogs. As an example, some may say that this is a healthy relationship. Some say that it's a terrible relationship. Some say that dogs will make you sick. Some will say dogs may kill your children. Some may say that dogs save lives. On and on and on. People have their own opinions and stories. At large, this is fundamentally great to have an opinion and to share it. In America, we have the freedom to have our own opinion and the freedom of speech to speak that opinion out. It's one of those great things that makes America awesome. However, there is another thing to consider. Biblically, opinions should not always be shared. Check this out. Proverbs 18.2 in the King James Version says, A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. Okay, well, let's, let's try to understand that a little bit more. I'm going to look into the complete Jewish Bible. Same place, Proverbs 18.2, known as Mishlei 18.2. It says, A fool takes no pleasure in trying to understand. He only wants to express his own opinion. Wow, that's, that's pretty big. So a fool in this is saying someone who does not take the time to really understand what's being spoken. Instead, he only wants to express his own opinion without trying to understand the situation at hand. Ooh, that's pretty big. That is very big in this. Let's look at another scripture. James 1, 19 through 20 in the King James Version says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Let's read that again, but let's do it in the complete Jewish Bible. Um, this is Yaakov or James 1, 19 through 20. Therefore, my dear brothers, let every person be quick to listen, but slow to speak, slow to get angry. For a person's anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Wow, that is big too. So just as King James Version says, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. We should listen. We should listen to what's going on and we should listen to what's going on around us. But we should also be slow to speak exactly what we feel or what we think about the situation. Now, there are times that I feel God leads us to speak right away because there's a specific situation, but I wouldn't do that unless you felt the, the actual urging of the Lord pressing you to speak something. Other than that, you may want to just listen and take it in and then read the Bible, pray, and see what, you would what God's will is for you. My understanding in these scriptures is, one, don't quickly accept someone's opinion. Two, don't quickly form an opinion and broadcast it out. So those are the two big things that we're going to keep a focus on. One, don't quickly accept someone's opinion. And two, don't quickly form an opinion and then just broadcast that out to everyone. There is power in holding your words and just respectfully listening. You may be surprised that the other opinion does have some value to it. 
And it's important to be respectful to all people, no matter who they are or what they stand for. Respect is very important. <clears throat> Let's get into politics quickly here. Now, personally, I do not like politics um, for one huge reason, and that is the lack of respect one person or a party may have towards another person or a party. I do not like conflict of emotions and words against each other. And every day we hear about Democratic and Republican views. Now, individuals who serve our country in any type of avenue, they do have some commonalities, though. There are some things that they do agree on. Let's look at some of these. I'd like to call these facts. And this is what we really, really hope that our leaders are doing. Number one fact, they serve the country and represent the people who live within. We've elected officials. We've elected people to be representatives of us as the people. And the majority should win. That's the way it's supposed to be. Number two, they seem to value the country and want to see it succeed. Otherwise, they would not be doing, uh, they would not be in the position um, that they are in and doing what they do. So no matter what your political stance is, I believe that you believe that your political hero is doing what they think is great for the country. And unfortunately, there are opinions out there that they do want to help the country. They do believe that the country is great and they want to see it succeed. But the way that they see that happening is totally different from another party's view. And that is fine. It's okay to have your own freedom of speech and freedom of opinion. However, it is not good to disrespect someone else for a different opinion that's different than yours. Let's move on. Number three, all, uh, let me, if I could bold, if I could capitalize that word, I would do it right here. All of these individuals are human and they have made mistakes. Not one person has lived their life without any mistakes. Some have done wrong things. Some have said things that should not have been said, and that is very, very true. No matter what your political stance is, I think if you really dig deep, you would really understand that everybody says things that they should not have said. Everybody has said something, and everybody has had an opinion, and they've had to change that opinion, although it's very hard to do when you're in the political field because everybody's watching you and... That, that can be dangerous because they're forming their own opinions based on things that you said before. But you know what? It's okay to change your opinion. It's fine. It's good to listen to what you hear and form your own opinion. And opinions change. In fact, sometimes facts change. We'll get into that a little bit later. So regardless to any opinions, or even if you believe that what I had stated before was my own opinions, all people deserve respect, even when their opinions differ from yours. Thus, me, you, we, America, should listen respectfully, look at the facts, and trust the facts. 
Opinions, yeah, they, they may be true or they may be false. Therefore, it's very, very important to look at the facts. But what about our everyday lives? So we're talking about politics and things that we elect people to do and make decisions for the country. And sometimes the, the political leader that you did not want to take office does take office. And that happens. You should still respect them. You should still respect them. You don't have to agree with them, but you should respect them. No matter what side of the house you are on, no matter if you are in the middle or you're not in it at all. There should still be respect for the human life and for people in general. <clears throat> but let's break it down to something that we can do because we sometimes, we really don't have a voice to speak to some of these officials, right? We have things to say and the best way that a lot of people use is to do that on social media and say what they want to say or state their opinion. And the unfortunate problem with that is that we as a people are continuously bombarded by everyone's opinions. And they're stated though as fact. I love it when I see um, someone else post something and they say, I am O, or in my opinion. I think it's funny because they, they're stating it right out front. Hey, this is my opinion. And I think it's a little respectful when they do that because they're saying, you know, this is my opinion. However, you know, other opinions are out there. That's fine. But in my opinion, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I, I just think it's cool when I see someone say that. They're not stating what they're saying as a fact. They're stating it as an opinion and they're letting you know right up front. And maybe they're saying that without even realizing that's what they're doing. Um, in that case, you should really be slow <laughs> to look at what you're doing and slow to put out what you're saying. Um, so let's look at some things here. I want to encourage you as a listener that just because what you see or what's said on social media platforms does not mean it's a fact. It becomes fact when there is proof. You see, if you, you think back to when you were um, in science class, you, you learn about how they come up with these different rules or maybe these different laws. And it all starts with the thought or the idea. They call it a hypothesis of what may happen. You know, if, if I throw a ball into the air, I, I have a, I think that it's probably just going to stay up in the air and it's going to float. Or maybe it's just going to continuously rise. Or maybe I have a thought that it's going to fall down to the ground. Or maybe it's going to fall down, go past the ground, go all the way through the earth and out on the other side. There's so many different things and those are called opinions. And there's nothing wrong with those opinions. Absolutely nothing wrong with the opinion. But we call that a hypothesis. This is what we think is going to happen. But, and, and we write that down, you journal it. And then you've got to come, you've got to do some tests. You've got to do some studies. You've got to dig into it. You've got to pull out information. Maybe go outside, throw a ball up, and see what happens. You've got to do this test, this study. And then that study helps you form a conclusion. If you go outside and you take a golf ball, you throw it up in the air, what happens? You'll see that golf ball fall down and hit the ground 
and it will more than likely stop right there, right? If it doesn't, then maybe something is totally wrong out there with the law of physics. But that is how we find, that's, that's how we understand the laws when it comes to science. And that's the same thing when it comes to other aspects. Now, some things are just not cut and dry, especially when it comes to um, uh, opinions and how things should be ran. You know, you're not going to know until someone does it, so someone tries it and then take the information from them. But then again, not all people are the same. There are people in different countries who have different views or different um, political stances that can cause a different effect or a different conclusion. So it's very, very difficult when it comes to like a political field where things are just not set in stone. Um, all countries, all, all different people have type of a, a different way that they live. Not everybody is the same as America. Not everybody is the same as Germans, uh, as Germany. Not everybody is the same as the English. We all have a different kind of view, set of moral beliefs. All of that is totally, there, there's differences out there. So it's very hard to form conclusions based off of that. But there are some things that you need to look at when it comes to facts and when it comes to um, social media platforms. So I want to go through a list of ways that you can tell if something is fact. Many, 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 terribly many times I see so many people repost or share things that they see and maybe they have an opinion um, towards that, that they, they agree with that. But they don't do the research to see exactly what it's saying, what, what it's telling people. So here's a way that you can tell if something is fact. Number one, are there listed or linked sources in that post? And if there are, did you go in there and check them out? Did you read through it? Remember in our scripture that we read before, a fool hath no delight in understanding meaning that a fool is one that just takes from what they see on social media and just shares it. They did not delight, they did not take the time to understand exactly what it was saying. Um, so are there listed or linked sources? Um, Any more these days if someone um, does not show their source, if, if there's no source, if someone just states something and there's no source to that, then that's an opinion. They do not have any fact with it. So an example would be someone posting something out there that just says, mosquitoes kill humans more than dogs kill humans. Okay, where did that come from? You, not everybody's a scientist. <laughs> not everybody knows that type of information. Um, where's, where's your source? Where's the studies? Where, where are you seeing this? So just because someone says mosquitoes kill humans more than dogs kill humans does not mean you need to just go repost that because, oh my gosh, I didn't know this. This is so crazy. No, it's, it's called an opinion unless there are facts that are there to support what the person says. Number two, is the author or the person who wrote the post or, or the original, are they a specialist in the field of the information? So first of all, let's get this straight right across the board. Nobody is a specialist or a professional in every single field. It's absolutely impossible. You cannot be a professional in everything. Um, it, it's just not, it's not possible. So 
here's an example of, of a post maybe you might see on a social platform. The writer of this post is an IRS employee or the Internal Revenue Service, is someone who works with taxes. Um, and let's say this IRS employee, he writes a blog about um, claiming that, that if you claim credit when you file taxes, that could save you money on your taxes. Okay, if you are looking at this blog and you're reading it, and the person works in a specialized field, and they're telling you about that specialized field, then it's very possible that that is fact. There's reasons for that. Um, if, if you are ready to go get a driver's license and you don't know the steps to get a driver's license, you don't necessarily want to go talk to your doctor. You don't want to go talk to uh, someone in the IRS. You don't want to talk to someone um, who... who um, is the vet, <laughs> you may want to go to a driving instructor or maybe go to the BMV or the DMV. You may want to go to one of these specialized fields, call them up and ask them questions or even go to their website to see what they have to say. Why? Because they're the professionals. They're the specialist in that field. Um, if you're going to have surgery on your arm, you're not going to go to someone who serves ice cream at your local ice cream store to do surgery on your arm. Why? Because they're not a specialist in that field. So you want to make sure that when you look at something, when you read something, who is the author and what's their specialty? And if their specialty is in that field that you're reading about, well, then they're probably telling you some important facts or very, very good opinions based on what they know. Number three, is proof provided? Showing or explaining that the statement is fact. So you do have some people who are not a specialist in a field. Say, me, I'm not a specialist in the surgery field. I don't perform surgeries on people, okay? But then maybe I see um, a, a video that shows that there might be a better way for people to have brain surgery. I don't know. I'm throwing something out there. So then that proof, if I say, hey, it's actually better to do this. Um, this is what I, this is my research that I saw on it. You know, look at this, check this out. That would be possibly could be proof of facts because I'm bringing out what a, what a professional in that field has stated. So if someone reposts that IRS employee that was telling about the blog that claiming credit when filing taxes could save you money, if I reposted that, it's because the basis where I found the information was written by a specialist. Okay, so there might be some fact in what was said there. So there's a good thing. So let's look at an example. So um, let's say um, when it comes to videos, first of all, um, they, videos can definitely help show proof that something is true, but also they can be edited. And I remember seeing a post that went out, a video that's gone out, and people were all about this video where um, there's this, this person, he pours um, like an energy drink into a, a glass or something, and then 
he starts putting like different fruit or vegetables inside of this glass and he pulls them out and then they end up appearing to be like rubber that he can bend them, stretch them or squeeze them. And usually vegetables don't work that way. Well, sadly, people were posting this with the explanation saying, see how bad energy drinks are for your body? <laughs> now, I, don't, I, I do agree that energy drinks are not the best thing that you should be putting into your body. However, did they realize, did they go look, did they do the research on the person who created the video? I don't think so because if they would have done the research on that video, they would have realized that that guy is a magician. <laughs> How about you go try the test yourself and see if it works? It doesn't. Energy drinks do not turn vegetables and fruit into rubber. It does not happen. It cannot change the molecular field <laughs> of that. I'm not a scientist, so if you don't agree with me, go try it. Figure it out yourself. It's something that you can do very easily in your own home, and it's not dangerous. It's just going to cost you some money. <laughs> so go figure it out, or just look at the the, the um, author of that video and see, oh, he's a magician. <laughs> he makes things appear the way that they are not really um, because he's he's a professional in that field. <laughs> so um, let's move on to the next thing. Are there any additional verifiable reports supporting the same conclusion? So many professionals who find the same conclusion typically find factual statements. So let's use an example on this. A friend posts that a deaf man was healed at church last night. Okay, so if you just see that someone posts, hey, a deaf man at my church was healed last night. You know, that could be very awesome. That could be, that, that could be great. But there are people out there that are kind of skeptical about that. It's like, hmm, I don't know if that's really true. Well, then if you keep searching and there's like eight other posts about the same man at the same church having the same healing that he received, well, now you've got multiple people saying the exact same thing. Well, the more people that are saying the exact same thing about the exact same situation that occurred at the exact same place more than likely, that is truth. More than likely, that's a fact. In fact, that is why when you uh, it, when you go to like um, into the courts, and maybe someone has killed another person. Let's say uh, John killed Sally. Well, if you have five people who were witnesses and saw John kill Sally, well then the proof is so evident, so true, because five people saw it. If there was only one person that saw it and three people say that they saw the situation and, and actually John didn't kill her, that she tripped down the steps, well then the people who saw the situation, they're the ones who give out that fact. So you try to pull in as much facts as you possibly can, okay? So the more the more people that give you their witnessed account, the more um, probable that the conclusion that you've come up to is fact, okay? Doesn't always work, but if you can use one of the top other things like link sources or specialists in fields, those are usually higher probative value when you form a fact, not opinions. So let's look at another thing. When um, when was the statement found? You know, some people say that you should be doing this or you should be doing that. And that may be something that was done in the past. 
Um, there could be newer information. And like I said, facts sometimes change. Sometimes the world may believe that this is the best way to wash your hands. But then later, several years down the road, we find out new information, new things about different products that can help clean your hands a lot better. Um, facts change. And they say, oh, you know what? There's new studies that have proved and show that it's better to use product B instead of product A or ingredient B instead of ingredient A. So it's very important to kind of look at that kind of thing. Here's an example, a very good example. Um, how can you be sure that you are eating something healthy? And back in my time, when I was growing up, going through school, the big thing that they were talking about was the food pyramid, or some people call it like the food wheel. Um, and that is what I remember being kind of the highlight. If you're, if you're wanting to be healthy and eat healthy, you need to follow the food pyramid kind of wall that was out there to help you stay healthy. Well, now they don't even use the food pyramid. In fact, the food pyramid and the food wheel was considered old news. Some people even believe that maybe that was created by people who um, created specific product. I don't know exactly the facts on that, but what I do know on the facts on when it comes to eating healthy is that if you go to a specific website of people who are specialists in the field, you're going to get some information that is more than likely higher probative value that they are telling you the fact. So what I did is I went to this website I found. I did use Google to find it. And when I found it, I wanted to check and see who's the author. And um, it led me to this place. It's www.choosemyplate.gov. So you see that .gov, usually that's uh, that's um, abbreviated for government. So usually they have to be on facts, not on opinions. So choosemyplate.gov forward slash eat healthy forward slash brief hyphen history hyphen USDA. Ooh, that's a big one. USDA. That stands for the United States Department of Agriculture. So USDA uh, hyphen food hyphen guides. And if you go to that website, you're going to see all the different ways that we used to be told how to eat healthy. And so you'll see that in there that the food pyramid and the food wheel used to be the way that you should guide your health when eating. But now specialists use what's called um, My Plate Dietary Guide. And that gives you a little more detailed information on how to eat healthy. So things change. Once we used to use the food pyramid to say that we're, that's how you eat healthy, now we use a different um, uh, dietary guide that gives us understanding on how to eat healthy. So things change over time. <clears throat> Technology increases and um, even in our case we see um, with the coronavirus that virus is changing. And so what used to take care of a virus in the past doesn't work now. That's why they call it the novel coronavirus um, issue is because we don't know. We don't know how to take care of this yet, but they're working on it. Okay, the last way to kind of tell if something is fact or opinion is to be aware of stereotype statements. Um, most, I, I don't even know very many stereotypical statements that are true. 
Most of them are all not true. Um, there's some obvious things, but let, let's look at an example. So if someone states that all of a certain people or a group of people believe the same thing, it should be pretty easy to disprove. So um, a, a big thing when it comes to stereotypes is something like saying, um, if you hear the statement, all black people are um, criminals, violate the law. Well, you can't say that because it's totally not true. Absolutely not true. Okay? That's, it's impossible for all of a group of people to do the exact same thing. You can't say that um, all Asian descent people are extremely, extremely smart and they are professors or doctors. That, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. There are people all across the board that do all kinds of different things. And I'm not trying to say anything bad about anyone in these specific um, cultures or, or ethnicity groups that anything negative about them. But you would agree that not everybody in your ethnic group or everybody in your culture believes or does the exact same thing. The only thing that you could say as far as like a stereotypical thing is something like all humans breathe. <laughs> it's very obvious. All humans grow hair. Okay. Of course, there are some out there that, that do not. Um, there are some people who need a breathing machine. Okay. Understandable. But when you say, say something that's stereotypical, more than likely it is not true. So if you see something stereotypical, it is Definitely, definitely a good thing not to repost it because that is not true. That is just an opinion, but it is not true. It cannot be true. The sad thing is, is that many people, especially in the generations that are living today, um, we tend to focus so much on what people think about us and their response to us. Have you ever felt like, um, no one looks at your posts. No one looks at maybe the pictures that you post or something like that. And how about your friends? They seem, whenever they put a post out there, that they get tons of likes and comments. But you only seem to get just a few. Oh, that can be aggravating sometimes, right? It's like, does anybody even see me? Do they even know me? And many times people become concerned and start feeling self-pity because they, do, they don't feel like they're being seen, like they're just hidden. And though that is a terrible feeling, and I can agree that that is a terrible feeling that no one sees you, that no one knows you're there, that's definitely a problem out there. But I want to give you some encouragement today. Most of what you read and see on social network platforms, first of all, are more than likely opinions. Many, many, many of the information, much of the information that you read on social platforms, social network platforms, are opinions. Many of the things that I say sometimes are opinions. But, and, and there's sometimes that you do see facts, but the majority of everything is an opinion. So let's go just a little bit deeper into opinions. If you don't get anything out of this podcast, I do want, I, I hope that you learn this. Let me say it this way and then I'll kind of break it down a little bit. So if you don't learn anything else, please learn this. When an onslaught of the wrong type of people begin to encourage you because of a decision that you have made and broadcasted, you better second guess that decision you make. 
Let me state it a different way. Let me, let me kind of break that down and make it a little more understandable. When the world greatly encourage you to do something, you best take a second look at what that something really is. Don't just go based off of what everybody is pushing you to do because you may be pushed the wrong way. Um, and I've seen this so many times. It's, it's very sad, actually, where someone gets into this field where they, they make a life choice and they make a decision. They, they broadcast it. They post it out to the world to see. And then they get a ton of people that support them. And when you look at these people, they're not the kind of people that you really want to have that support from. But because there's so many people out there supporting you, sometimes that's going to push you the wrong way. So let's use an example. Let's say someone, um, his name is Josh. And that's his name. So we're going to use Josh as an example. Sorry to all the Joshes out there. <laughs> if this is not you, I'm not complaining about you. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. I'm just using this as an example. So we have Josh, and he has been trying his very best to live for God. He has many friends, however, who drink alcohol and continuously push him to do the same. They want him um, to, to party with them and, and to drink with them and, and to do some of the things that he doesn't feel comfortable doing, that he doesn't want to do. Now, his friends, Josh's friends, they know that he is trying to live a non-alcoholic relationship with God. But um, either it makes them feel mad or, or, or bad about their own decisions or their own opinions or, or whatever, but they... They feel bad about their own life and their relationship with Josh. So because Josh won't do what they're doing, it makes them feel negative. It makes them feel like, oh, Josh thinks he's better or maybe he's holier than thou because that's what he does and that's his relationship with God. Oh, he's better than any of us. So Josh starts hearing these things. He's getting these trial after trial. Um, every single time that he declines his request from his friends to come drink with them, they continuously say things about him. And the next thing you know, something happens in Josh's life. Something maybe um, he, he, he has a traumatic experience or maybe um, he hits one of those weak moments in his relationship with God. And let me tell you, we all have weak moments when we're trying to to further our relationship with God, but um, something something happens and, and we have that weak moment and we all have that. We need help when we get to those points where we need to push through, we need to be strong. So unfortunately in this situation, Josh, he decides to make a life-changing decision to hang out with his friends and take a couple drinks. Now, he posts on his social media platform of his choice, Josh posts about having a great time and the next thing you know, a multitude of people, all these people that know Josh and know that he doesn't drink alcohol. Now they see him drinking and say, yeah, wasn't it a great time? It was a good time. Good for you. I'm so glad you made this decision. You're doing so good. And you get all of this encouragement, all of this 
all of this positivity, I mean, all of this stuff is coming towards Josh and encouraging him about this decision that he made and that it was not that big of a deal to that, that you could still serve God and love God and, and drink alcohol at the same time. And, you know, Josh, he used to live under the standard, under this thing that he felt that kept him close to God. And he made a life-changing decision to go ahead and take a drink and spend some time with his friends. And then he posts about that. Everybody sees that. Yes, those who didn't like what he was doing, they're going to be on top of it. That's what's going to happen. They get on top of it and they are just appreciating his decision and, and making him feel so great about the decision that he made. Now, like normal, any any normal, breathing, human, living being, Josh will obviously love to have that type of attention. Don't you love it when everybody's like, yeah, I mean, they're just ah, pushing you to do something and you just, everybody has all this support for you. It's just, it, it feels great and you love it. You'll love that type of attention. And because of that attention, because of all of that attention, Josh ends up going down this path of drinking alcohol. Such a terrible, terrible situation. And see, some people may be listening to this and thinking, well, there isn't anything wrong with drinking alcohol. Well, if you want to have a closer relationship with God, there is a problem with drinking alcohol. And that's in Paul, uh, according to Paul, it's in 1 Corinthians 6.19. 1 Corinthians 6.19 tells us Our bodies are a temple for the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost is just God in in spirit. God in spirit. And he's in us. And our bodies are a temple for him to live. So our bodies, that's a home for God to live in. If you're wanting a deep relationship with God, wouldn't there be, there's nothing better than to have God in you, to have God with you and speaking to you. Now, I've never drank alcohol before. But I do know the uh, the effects of alcohol on the brain and the heart and the liver and the pancreas and your immune system. I understand that. I, I, I've read about it. It causes quite a bit of havoc on your body. And if your body is supposed to be a temple for God, then you're causing problems. Again, the effects of alcohol that I mentioned are not my opinion. And they're not a Christian's opinions. In fact, they're facts. <laughs> And you can find this information from the National Institute on Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. If you want to look it up yourself, the webpage is www.niaa.nih.gov forward slash alcohols hyphen effects hyphen body. This is a non-religious organization that is putting out information about alcohol's abuse and alcoholism. And you will read in there the exact same things, that their alcohol has an effect on your brain, your heart, liver, pancreas, and your immune system. Don't take it from me. I'm not a specialist in the field. I've never even drank alcohol. How would I know? Well, I know because I looked at the facts, the facts that come from specialists in that field. So notice that I reference that facts because they are facts. Now, based on just this scenario, 
Josh has turned from walking toward God, trying to be in this deep relationship with God, to walking away from God. And how terrible it is when you start walking, uh, when you were walking towards God, and now because of the trials and the pains and other people who want to pull you away from God, and then you have God who patiently lets you make the choice. You have the choice to walk towards God, or you have the choice to walk away. It's your choice to do that. He's not going to strike you dead because you make a wrong decision and you walk away from him. That does not happen. He lets you make the choice for your life. And when you make the choice to walk towards God and to get closer to him, you are sacrificing your fleshly desires to be closer to God. Because the sin, flesh is in sin. And we want to be closer to God, so we have to strip away the fleshly desires to be closer to God. But here's where it hits the hardest. When you turn away from God, all those, when they know, when these people know that you're walking towards God and you're trying to do your very best, and they persecute you and they hurt you and they say bad things about you and they form their opinions about you and what your beliefs are, all those people who pulled at you, made fun of you, discriminated you, had evil intent against you, now that you make a decision, like Josh did, made the decision to go hang out with his friends and drink alcohol, those same people who did all of this pain for you, immediately, just like that, become your best friend. And then they encourage you to keep going and keep getting closer to them. And unfortunately, when you're going towards them, you're in turn turning away and you're sacrificing your relationship with God for your fleshly desires. Josh wanted so hard to live for the Lord and he was doing everything and there is a tug of war. And the closer you try to get to God, the stronger the pull is, is going to be of the world, of, of those who want to see evil or to see you fail. It's stronger and stronger the closer you to get to God. That's just the way it is. And in this situation with Josh, with his so-called um, quote-unquote friends, he got a closer relationship with them, and thus he was losing his relationship with God. Physical pleasure sadly wins in many times in these types of cases because we people mostly desire immediate results. It's very sad. We want something right away. That's why we have microwaves instead of using the oven. We want immediate results. We want it right now. We want the pleasures in this moment. And it's just so hard to wait for our reward in heaven, which seems like an eternity away, but it's not an eternity away. You're going to have it for eternity if you stick with it, if you keep moving closer to God. Now, alcohol was just my example for Josh. Why don't you apply that which I was talking about um, with anything that's trying to pull you away from God? If you feel that this tension, that there's a tension in your life where people are trying to pull you away from God and, and God wants you, but you've got to fight to be closer to God, then you must be doing something right. That's a good thing. That's I know it's terrible tension and I've felt it and I've felt it stronger in some parts of my life and not as bad in other parts of my life. There are times where I just want to give up sometimes. But if you keep fighting and walking towards God, your reward will be great. 
it will be great in the end. So if you are listening and this has gripped your heart and you feel that maybe you have turned from God and allowed your fleshly desires to take over, guess what? God's grace is bigger and better than anything that has pulled you away. Just turn away. Just turn toward God. Turn toward him and start walking. Yes, you're going to have friends who hate you. You're going to have friends who despise you. You're going to have friends that are going to say negative things about you. But I would rather, wouldn't you rather have God saying great things about you and not even worry about what your friends say? Because that's only a season. God is eternity. Your friends, they can say what they want. These people who say things to you, they can say whatever they want. But those are just opinions. They're not fact. God is the greatest fact. He's the greatest thing. Take those steps towards him. Leave everything else behind. Just keep stepping closer to God. It doesn't matter what size of step. You might be taking just little shuffles towards God. Guess what? Just keep on going. Keep pushing through. Don't worry about how long stride your steps are getting closer to God. Just keep walking towards him. Keep fighting the good fight. Allow those who are trying to help you get closer to God, allow them to. Let them. Let them talk to you. Let them help you. Your soul, eternity for you depends on it. Walk towards God. Second Chronicles 7.14, King James Version says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their work, wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Let me say that again. If my people, you, if you're listening to this, you're already trying to be a greater Christian, right? You're you're, you're not just listening to this because there's nothing else to do. No, you're listening to this because you want to better your life with God. That's what this is all about. So if my people, you are his people, you are God's people, which are called by my name, by God's name, if you will humble, humble yourself and pray, and seek God's face. When you humble yourself, when you pray and you seek God, when you're seeking, you can't seek for God by walking backwards. It just doesn't work. You, you don't play hide and seek by looking for people while, while walking backwards and not looking. You have to look forward. When you seek for someone, when you're seeking for God's face, you're looking at him. And if you're looking at God, you're not looking at sin. And that's exactly what it says in the very next part of this verse. It says, and turn from their wicked ways. If you're seeking God's face, you are not looking at the wicked ways in your past. Then, so if my people do this, then, if then statement, if this, then will I hear from heaven. When you seek God, when you're walking towards God, he hears you. When you're looking at him and you're speaking and praying to him, he hears you. And when he hears you, he will forgive your sin and will heal your land. That's what the Bible says. If you don't believe it, go read it yourself. Second Chronicles 7.14. So please, 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 as many pleases as I can possibly put out there, be careful when the wrong 
crowd encourages you. And you know who the wrong crowd is. You know it in your spirit. Be careful when the wrong crowd encourages you. For that pleasure is only for a season. But your eternal home is for, well, your eternal home, it's forever. It's for eternity. Don't worry about what's going to happen in this season. Don't worry about let God take care of it. And he already has. Put that behind you. Look towards God. Seek towards him. All of this, it is tough. When you are working to greater your relationship with God, it is hard. In fact, it can be one of the hardest things. And especially when you have trials and tribulations that come upon you, maybe a death in the family, maybe a a friend who is persecuting you or saying bad things about you. Those are some of the toughest times to follow God. But you know what? If you just do it, if you just keep walking towards God, you're going to see great things. It's hard. It's so hard. But you know what? Just like I always say, it's doing the hard thing to get the right result. And that is what it means to stay strong. God strong. Until next time, I love you brothers. Please stay encouraged. Don't worry about the situations that our world is facing right now. Have faith and trust God. He is there with you. Don't worry about the social distancing. Don't worry about the virus. God is there. People are looking to you as a faithful God believer and a follower after him. They're looking to you as a strong tower. Be that strong tower. Be that encouragement. I love you. God bless.